Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls. We're back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't say it enough on the podcast. Christ Jesus is on his way back to this earth to deal with his enemies. Glory be to God. And Jesus has told me that. To tell the people he is coming and that his reward will be with him. This is not a game, people. So, today I am coming with the gory details. Oh, yes, I am. Absolutely, I am coming with the gory details of Christ Jesus' crucifixion and his suffering. What what did he really endure on the way to the cross? I want to get to the blood and the gore of Christ Jesus. That's what we're doing today on the podcast. So welcome back, everyone. This is Repent and Believe all things Jesus Christ, him having died and been buried, and then through the power and working of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God, he raised Christ Jesus out of the grave. But you know what happens with that stark reality? It get watered down. So before we get into it today, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, hallowed be thy name. Father, your name is great and you are worthy to be praised. Father, make your name great throughout the world. Father, Help us to understand today what happened at the cross, how heart-wrenching it is to even think upon the stark reality 
of the blood and gore of our Lord. What happened? What did he look like? What did he endure, Father? Because I pray, I pray with everything in me that once we hear the gory details, if you will, Father, that that will compel us to repent and stop sinning. Because oftentimes, Father, at the false church, they gloss over this revelation. They gloss over the fact that Christ Jesus died such a peaceful death that we don't have to get into the gory details. All we need to do is get in on his blessing. And Father, how arrogant and sad is that? Father, so I pray with today's teaching that we will all walk away with a sober mind at the reality of what Christ actually endured on our behalf so we don't face your wrath. So, Father, I ask for wisdom and clarity and compassion. May the Holy Spirit move on me, Father. And I pray that this brings glory to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, okay. Let me gird my loins to get into it today. Listen. What I'm feeling right now is that we don't understand and we can't because we wasn't physically there, but by faith, we can just only imagine what it was for Jesus to go to the cross and what he suffered. The false pagan Roman Catholic Church have to the detriment of God's people, put out false artwork and images of Christ hanging on the cross. They have him looking like a glossy, solemn-faced image where his body was intact with a little stream trickle of blood coming from the crown of thorns while he's hanging up there looking fully human and just as a reminder of false piety that we should worship their Christ because the Christ in the Bible looks nothing like that false image. Absolutely not. So, yeah, let's get into the blood and gore of our risen king because there is no preaching. There is no preaching today of the true gospel. I would love it 
for there to be no sugar coating, no watering down, no taking verses out of context, no twisting of the scriptures into a pretzel. Listen, I would love it for there to be no self-interpretation, okay? Because this is how people get truly saved when they hear the cold, hard truth about their sinfulness and their need for a savior. Amen. Because if you let this pagan world tell it that Easter, their pagan version of the resurrection, if you let them tell it that Christ's resurrection was is only about an Easter bunny and his chocolate covered eggs. Oh, absolutely not. So the devil deceives those who are perishing. He blinds their eyes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because no one in sin wants to look at the gory details of their sin. They want to sin and get away with it. Right, Holy Spirit? Because my hand is raised. The last thing I was thinking about is why Christ Jesus went to the cross on my behalf as a sinner. All I wanted to do was to do my sin in peace and not to hear nobody telling me that I need to repent. All the while, I'm on my way to a burning hell. I can't tell you how many times that I could have died in my sins. So look, let's get to the blood and gore of Christ Jesus because look, we can't distance ourselves from it just because it makes us uncomfortable to think about the graphic details about Jesus shed blood. Because look, and this is what always gets me riled up about these false teachers because they need to stop it. I want to talk about the graphic and bloody, gory details about Jesus shed blood because false teachers and prophets love to spew the false doctrine of pleading the blood of Jesus on everything that moves. Oh, you can't tell them that they are not operating in authority and power when they plead the blood of Jesus everywhere. Just taking his holy blood and just sprinkling over their finances, over their kids, their spouses, their careers, their money, everything just get splattered with the blood of Jesus because they are standing in faith and they are under the false (laughs) the false interpretation about binding and loosing and I declare, I decree and just pleading the blood of Jesus as if it holds some magical power. Now, I know I did 
and exhaustive teaching over there on Facebook, aka The Lion's Den. I did some months ago on the false doctrine and teaching over that whether or not we plead the blood of Jesus. Now, I'm not sure if I did a podcast on it. You may want to check my category list. If not, then I will definitely do. Let me calm down because I'm getting riled up. I love Jesus, but I will do a teaching on that because the charismatic Pentecostal word of faith, healing movement, false gospel always wants to plead the blood of Jesus over everything. Listen, as you will see from that teaching, if it's not already on the podcast, that we have no business even touching that blood. So look, the blood of Jesus refers to his sacrificial death. Jesus had to die. He had to die for our sins by crucifixion. And God accepted his death as his blood was spilled on the altar. Jesus said in John 19.30, It is finished. He said, It is finished before he died. Therefore, there was no more need to sacrifice an animal. Why? Because Christ Jesus fulfilled the law completely. The false doctrine of pleading the blood of Jesus in light of what I am about to exhort today would maybe get them to stop it. Amen. Because look, Let's once again put our eyes on the facts that our Father in heaven sent the Lord Jesus Christ to this sin-sick, dark, vile, laden of a world to die for the sins of many. Jesus willingly laid down his life as a sacrifice to appease the wrath of holy God. Amen. Because why? Because people sin continuously. Jesus took the punishment, people, He took the punishment that was rightly due to us because we racked up and stacked up a huge sin debt that we could not pay for ourselves. Oh, absolutely not. Listen, God's wrath was against us because we didn't know how to stop sinning. Listen. Christ Jesus paid the penalty for our sins by dying on the cross. The Bible says that for the wages of sin is death, according to Romans 6.23. Jesus paid our sin debt 
in full on the cross. The perfect God man, the perfect God man, the Lord Jesus Christ, paid the perfect, sufficient payment for sin. His life as a ransom for many, he on purpose laid it down. Listen, Jesus shed blood on the cross, was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven, and through his blood sacrifice, Jesus made atonement for our sins, reconciling us back to the Father. And these are the facts, ladies and gentlemen. And through his shed blood, we can now have forgiveness of our sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice on my behalf. Listen, people. Listen and listen carefully to the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross and then he was buried. And then on the third day, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to the glory of God, God raised Jesus from the grave. Amen. Believe that. Through his death, burial, and resurrection, Jesus has set us free from the control and from the power sin had over our whole entire lives. Glory be to God. Listen, Jesus defeated death by his resurrection. How? By remaining alive till this very day. Amen. Listen, we must believe this gospel. We must obey this gospel. We must repent of our sins. Let me say that again. We must repent of our sins, forsake them, and never to return back to the vomit. We must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not for the removal of dirt from the flesh, but and appeal to God for a good conscience. And we see that reference in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. We must now, after we come to the cross, we must now have a change of mind where sin and God is concerned. Listen, God hates sin. God is holy. God is just and righteous. Therefore, we must hate sin just as much as God does. We must do, we must do a complete 180 degree turn and go back to God. 
and obey him henceforth. I want us, because the Holy Spirit wants me to go to Romans 12 too. Hold on a second. About renewing this mind where it comes to sin and how, listen, and how we must lay our lives down as a sacrifice. Why? Christ did it for us. Listen, in Romans 12, verse 1, and this is the New Living Translation, talking about how we are to be a living sacrifice to God. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. So, people. If you ever want to know why we need to give our bodies to God, the Bible just told us it is because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Talking about our bodies and how we would not thank you, Holy Spirit, that how we would not use it as an instrument for wickedness and unrighteousness. Amen. And so the scripture goes on to say that how let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Verse two, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. Why? Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. Amen. So I want to hone in on the, on verse one, where it talks about that. The reason why we are to live a life of sacrifice unto the Lord. It is because of all what he has done for, for us, for you and for me. So now look, talking about the blood and the gore of Christ Jesus crucifixion, because we can gloss over this all day long. We can be like the Joe Osteen's of the world that all we want to do is smile in your face and tell you that how how Jesus died for you, but that the reason why he died for you, because they're not going to talk about the real reason how he died for our sins. Oh, no, no, no. They are going to preach their false gospel that Jesus died so that we can be filthy rich and never have a cold with all of their blessing, prosperity, and, and divine healing for everyone. Listen, in full obedience, we must respond by faith, by faith to what Jesus did for us on the cross. Amen. And by being in faith, 
Glory be to God. I can't get enough of this teaching. I love teaching on what happened at the cross because look, in full obedience, we must respond by faith to Jesus' finished work at the cross with a resounding yes, Lord, and with total acceptance. Receive him as Lord and Savior by faith, because let me tell you, without Christ Jesus, there will be no salvation. There will be no reconciliation and there will be no eternal life. Listen, everything hinges on whether or not you repent and whether or not you believe by faith that our risen king died for your sins and we need to turn back to God because Jesus is the son of the living God. He is the Christ. The prophesied Messiah showed up on the world scene as it was prophesied. Listen, listen, here we go. Here we go. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 52 verse 14 that Jesus, because of the brutal and severe beating at the hands of the barbaric, ruthless Roman soldiers, after they got done ripping his flesh from his body with the cat of nine tails, Isaiah 52, 14 talks about how Jesus didn't look like a human being hanging up there on the cross. In the American Standard Version, it says his visage which means his face was so marred more than any man and his form, talking about his body, and his form more than the sons of men. Listen, it's saying that Jesus was so mutilated more than any man that when the people looked upon him, they were astonished at what they were seeing. Listen, they couldn't believe it. They were appalled. They were horrified. Listen, only imagine the most glorious, bloodiest, horrible flick you have ever seen where that killer chopped up that person's body so so brutally horrific that it looked like a hunk of chopped up meat on the floor. Imagine that to the one millionth power. We can only imagine what the mangled, mutilated body of our Lord must have looked like up there on the cross. Listen, the Bible is very explicit. 
It is not sugarcoating what Christ Jesus looked like up there on the cross. It is not making light of it. It is horrific. And listen, when you study this scripture out like I was doing yesterday, I mean, I was looking at various translations about Isaiah 52, 14. And the more I kept reading, reading the different translations, the more, the more my stomach was turning. It was, I mean, just the, the image alone. Listen, I'm going into these graphic details, right? Holy spirit for, for a reason. Something has to compel us to stop sinning because apparently the fear of the Lord is not working in some people. And why is that? Don't let me get started about that damnable once saved, always saved false gospel. That is another gospel that says that you can keep on sinning, um, that you can keep on sinning because you got saved. And so therefore you can never lose your salvation, even though you sin because God's grace is so abounding that it will overshadow whatever you do, including your present and your future sins. So It is giving you a license to sin, my friend, without me even touching that topic because I touched on it yesterday. So now look, getting back to the blood and the gore of Christ Jesus suffering. Christ suffered. He endured the most brutal and horrific death that anyone has ever suffered through. Nothing can ever be compared to what our Lord looked like dying up there on the cross for our sins. So people, we should never, 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 ever take for granted what Jesus did on our behalf. Listen, we will never have any earthly idea of the physical and emotional pain our Lord went through so that we don't go to hell and then be thrown into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur for all eternity. We should never make light of sin ever again. Listen, we must repent. We must repent, repent, repent. Turn from your wicked ways and turn back to God. Do not let Christ Jesus' horrific and brutal death be in vain, for it was the perfect will of God for him to be sin who knew no sin. Listen, let me tell you what the contemporary English version says about Isaiah 52, 14. It says, many were horrified at what happened to him, but everyone who saw him was even more horrified 
because he suffered until he looked, until he no longer looked human. And that's the contemporary English version. Listen. Okay, since this pagan world love evidence, right? Since they love scientific evidence because us telling them what the Bible has to say falls on deaf ears. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It does. And how do we know it falls on deaf ears? Because people still reject Jesus. They don't believe him. They don't believe nothing about the cross. They don't believe that they are sinners. As a matter, matter of fact, they get offended if you tell them that they need to repent. What do you mean repent? What, what do you mean I must repent? I'm not a sinner. I'm just in this world doing me. I'm doing what I want to do. Okay, well, since you, you all like evidence and, and scientific medical proof about anything and everything. Okay, let me just say Hebrews 9.22 says this. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sins. That means that if Jesus didn't shed his blood in the manner that it was, that Jesus' blood was shed, there will be no forgiveness for sins. So listen. According to the medical view of his suffering, Dr. Gerald H. Bradley, because since the world wants authoritative evidence and proof and findings, okay, Dr. Bradley said this about what Christ suffered. He explained the medical science of it all. He went on to say that about Christ's suffering. He said that this was the most agonizing death that any man can face. Talking about the posture of one who is being crucified on the cross. And so let's make this real personal. He's talking about Jesus. Okay. From a medical standpoint, Dr. Bradley said that Jesus had to support himself in order to breathe. That the, that the flaming pain caused by the spikes hitting the median nerve in the wrist explodes up his arms into his brain and down his spine. Don't let the false pagan imagery of the Roman Catholic Church tell you that the spikes were in the palm, the fleshy part of his hand. No, it, those rusty spikes were driven into the bone of his wrist. Listen, Dr. Bradley goes on to say that the spike burning through the nerves between, now I'm, if I can say this 
medical term for the bone, metatarsal, metatarsal, there we go. He said that the spike burning through the nerves between the metal, the metatarsal bones of the, of the feet jerks the body erect. Then the leg muscles convulse and drive his body downward, beating him against the cross. Dr. Bradley goes on to say that the air was was sucked in, but that Jesus could not expel that air until the buildup of carbon dioxide in his lungs in his lungs and bloodstream stimulates breathing to relieve the cramps. <sighs> Listen, we could try to get around the gory details if we want to, because we want to stay blind to those details. All we want to know is that Jesus died on the cross. And so therefore, I can have my best life ever because see now I'm in Christ. And so because the false prosperity gospel mess teaches that because Christ fulfilled the 613 laws of Moses to perfection, that they look to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28, where God was telling Israel that he was telling Israel, not the 21st century saints, that if you that if you fulfill all these laws, that if you sin not, that all of these blessings will come upon you. Because it goes on to say that how Abraham was rich in cattle, rich in gold and silver. And so in their twisted, depraved minds and twisting of the scriptures, they say that, well, since Jesus fulfilled the law, that he was the only one that can be entitled to the full blessings. Therefore, Jesus is rich. And now since we are in Jesus, we are rich too. All we got to do is just claim it. Lord Jesus, give me strength. No, people, listen. Dr. Bradley goes on to say that how the air is sucked in. Because I got to read this again. He says that the air is sucked in but cannot be ex exhaled until the buildup of carbon dioxide in the lungs and bloodstream uh, stimulates breathing to relieve the cramps. Listen, he says that exhaustion, shock, dehydration, and paralysis destroy the victim. So you think that Jesus was just hanging up there on the cross, just waiting for that Roman soldier to come by with his spear and just and stuck him and that's how he died? Oh, absolutely not because, but thank you, Holy Spirit. Not to mention the actual what happens to the body while it's being crucified 
Let's talk about that beating that he took at the hands of the Roman soldiers that they ripped his body to shreds with that cat of nine tails and that how when they finally nailed him up there on the cross and and stood him up, stood the beams up, that the people were like, they were shocked. They were horrified. They were appalled at what they were looking at. So... Now, Jesus, having endured all of that, now he got to deal with the, the medical, physical science of the crucifixion itself. Listen, Dr. Bradley says that while the person is being crucified, that the heart is barely able to pump the thick blood as each of his billions of cells die one at a time. People, I think I'm getting sick. I think I'm, I'm like literally getting sick at the mockery and the apostasy that's going on in the church today because nobody is talking about at least the medical science of it all. Because when they sitting up under sound doctrine, they want to kick and scream and talk about, no, Jesus died so I can be rich. Listen. Dr. Bradley just said that the heart is barely able to pump the thick blood as each of his billions of cells die one at a time. Now, listen, <clears throat> prior to his death and all of his agony, Jesus is in full control of his mind. So let's not get this twisted. Okay, because yes, these are the bloody and gory details. But listen, Jesus is in full control of his mind. Listen, he asked the heavenly father to forgive them. Even as he looking unrecognizable as a human being. Jesus in his compassion is, is praying to the Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Listen, the Lamb of God was sacrificed for you and I. Listen, Dr. Bradley closed this out by saying that how finally in death the blood coagulates and separates into serum and clotted blood cells. You know what the street, if you will, term for clotted blood cells and serum where the blood is coagulated? That is called gore. G-O- R-E. Gore is that coagulated blood that it had, that it been separated into a serum, which is, I believe, plasma, right? And, and then you got this 
clotted blood. So all of that goriness. No wonder the people were shocked. They thought that they were looking at a horror movie. If horror movies existed back then. So we can only try to put our 21st century mind on these gory details. Think about the nastiest, bloodiest, gory, B-rated horror flick that you have ever seen where the special effects were obvious, but it was still just glory, uh, gory and bloody nonetheless. Imagine Jesus looking like that. Imagine looking at... This don't even look like a person anymore because that was what Isaiah 52, listen, 14 was talking about. Hold on. Let me see if I can get these scriptures. Hold on. Where we at? Okay. And then I'm going to close with these scriptures. Let me see if I still have it open because I was, I was looking at all of this yesterday and I'm like, you guys to be kidding me for people to keep making light come on phone keep making light of the crucifixion and and just traipsing themselves down to the church on the pagan sunday talking about oh well yeah we're gonna come down here and 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 worship god in our sunday best because uh that way jesus uh resurrection means that much to us they need to stop it what I'm looking for, I'm looking for, is this it? Here we go. With all the different verses, uh, different translations of Isaiah 52, 14. And this is what I'm going to close with. The NIV says that just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. The New Living Translation says many, but many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured. He seemed hardly human. And from his appearance, one would scarcely know he was a man. The English Standard Version says, As many were astonished at you. His appearance was so marred. Marred means mutilated. His appearance was so marred beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of the children of mankind. Listen, the Berean Study Bible says this, just as many were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form was marred beyond human likeness. The King James says, as many were astoned, astonished at the, his visage was so marred more than any man and his form, more than the sons of men. Listen, where is that one that I was reading? I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, the contemporary English version says, many were horrified at what happened to him. 
but everyone who saw him was even more horrified. Why? Because he suffered until Oh, goodness. He suffered until he no longer looked human. So, there we go. There we go, people. Listen. Listen. If that did not move you and compel you to come out of your sins, I got to say it like this. You are a cold piece of work. Do not let God turn you over to a reprobate mind that your conscience is so seared against the gospel that it means nothing to you. So then God will turn you over to your sins because you have committed that you will not repent. But my brother, my sister, I pray with everything in me that you repent, turn from your sins, at least put your mind on the medical facts of the case. A well-respected doctor gave his dissertation of the medical procedures, the medical condition of what a crucifixion looked like and what the victim endured on the cross. So people, Jesus died that way for you and I so that sin will no longer have mastery over us and that the fellowship that we broke with the Father can be restored and reconciled through his horrific sacrifice that he laid down on purpose for us. Amen. Amen. Until next time, people, repent and believe the gospel that Jesus died, that horrific death for you, that he died for your sins and turn back to God. And Lord willing, I'll speak to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.